Hey, this is John Eagles, founder and president of Walking Witness. I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in today. I hope you are encouraged and challenged as you move forward in your journey with Christ. Enjoy the podcast. It's just really an eye-opening statement that was said by my granddaughter today. Um, We are failing this generation big time. What did she say? Big time. Um, so we're in the closet, my, my closet, and um, she looks and she sees the ironing board standing up there on the wall. And she said, hey, Mimi, is this a surfboard that goes in the water? <laughs> I said, no, it's ironing board. So start ironing. Our kids do not know what an ironing board is. Yeah, I mean, they don't. It, we do had you, failed. We haven't had it out, have we? No. Okay. Therefore, she doesn't yeah. know what it is. So anyway, okay. um, walking witness. I am a, a, a dancing witness. Of course, the boot camp, the mission meal Sunday. Uh, Monday nights, we're having a discipleship, a whole platform of discipleship from from um, the foundational teaching all the way through uh, topical depth of teaching uh, into the school of ministry. If you want more information about that, make sure you reach out. There's a lot, there's a ton of exciting things going on. Matter of fact, one last thing I want to mention is uh, if you live in the area and you don't have a specific area to go on Halloween, we will be having our uh, fall festival November 1st. Yes. That's a Sunday evening. Last year they did it. It was phenomenal. And this year they're doing about three times that. It's over off of, at Three Oaks Church off of Douglas Bend Road. That's Sunday, November 1st. And I don't know the exact time, but it'll probably be around 5.30, 6 o'clock. We'll, uh, we'll announce it Hot next dogs, week. hamburgers, all that kind Hay of stuff. Hayride games. Hayride games. Probably face painting they did last year. So yeah. So it was, it was a blast. Okay. Come out. With that being said, okay. let's just uh, jump in. All right. All right. Well, um, so... I really have uh, enjoyed my my ladies group. Um, we've been going through the book of James. And so I wanted to share, um, I'm not sure how long it will be, um, but I want to share a little bit on the subject of humility. And how many of you know that that's one thing that is lacking even in the church? Um, I think especially in the church because I think that we should... We should know that that's our responsibility to demonstrate humility as believers. And, um, you know, the very definition of being a Christian is being Christ-like. And so if we study the character of Christ, we find that he is very uh, humble in every every circumstance that we, uh, we read about in the Bible. So I wanted to share with you in the book of James, chapter 4, um, I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified tonight, believe it or not. Are you shocked? Yeah. I have the King James here, but I'm going to read out of the Amplified. That's right. If you want to give up on the original text, that's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, so, James chapter 4, verse 10. I want to share this verse with you. Um, Humble yourselves, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your lives significant. You know, and, and truly we can wear ourselves out trying to make our own lives mm-hmm. matter or successful or, you That's know, right. be significant. But the Lord through James is saying, humble ourselves and, and God will raise us up. So I was thinking about 
How stressful we make our own lives when we are trying to do God's job for yeah, Him. That's right. You know, and, and evaluating my own life, I realize a lot of times I am trying to do God's job for Him. Um, in the way that I deal with with people, when I see them, maybe they're struggling or I want them to do something different so bad that I'm, you know, I guess I'm I'm trying to take over the role of the Holy Spirit's job in, yeah. in their life because I want them to be saved or I want them to, you know, change directions so badly that I just kind of overstep and I take on that role of making yeah. it my job. Or um, another example would be, you know, when we're when we endeavor to do something, we want it to happen so bad, like starting a new business or opening a new church or whatever that would look like. You know, we we spend a lot of time and energies on trying to figure things out. How mm -hmm. to how do we make it work? And um a lot of times we find ourselves worn out, stressed out, um, you know, at, at uh, you know, just just where we're spent. And and God is saying, you know, that's not his will for our lives. He's he's wanting us to humble ourselves. In other yeah. words, lay ourselves down and and uh, ask him to take over the situation. And so. Um, I think about, about my kids, you know, if I'm worried about them all the time. And yes, you know, any normal parent is going to be concerned about their children. But when we push so hard in our own understanding, sometimes we push them away from us. Absolutely. And um, I think sometimes we can want something so badly that we don't realize how overbearing we are with situations and with people. It's true. And, you know, we, we're around people every day of our lives, whether it's at the grocery store, whether it's at our home or, you know, whoever it is in our world that we're, you know, doing life with. Um, we can be overbearing and we can really um, overstep the timing of the Holy Spirit in the situations. Mm -hmm. Sister Carol just nailed it. She said, we are all guilty of trying to do the job for yes. the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sometimes. Amen. So, you know, what I was thinking about is, why do we do that? And why do we forget? He was able to get our attention, right? Yeah. When, when, when we were going, you know, um, running amok, he was able to get our attention. But sometimes we just were just so passionate about things that we, we just overstep. And... You know, I was watching a video uh, Miss Jody posted earlier today about, you know, waiting on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when we get ahead of Him, that's when we find ourselves exhausted. That's when we find ourselves um, just, you know, we have nothing left to give. But if we would have uh, humbled ourselves and allowed the Holy Spirit to take over, we could truly be at peace and truly be at rest that's in right. the situation. You know, and, and thinking about dealing with our kids, sometimes we say, but but we're wiser. We know a little bit about life. We, you know, we've walked this road. We know what, you know, what you should do and what you should say. But, you know, they need their own testimony. They have to have their own story and their own walk with the Lord. Well, we could easily get in the middle of that, can't we, when it's our own kids? Absolutely. Trying to stop their testimony from happening. Yeah. We're, like, trying to protect them. But you know what? Um... That's the only way they learn. That is. That's exactly they right. They learn through 
perseverance. They learn through the trying of their own faith, you know. Um, and it's okay when the Holy Spirit leads, definitely we should speak up. But if it's just us, we should wait on the leading of the Holy Spirit and not overstep that. Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 13, also in the Amplified. James 3 and 13. Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him by his noble living show forth his good works with unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. Mm, wow. True wisdom, the proper attribute of true wisdom is unobtrusive humility. The word unobtrusive is meaning not obvious or inconspicuous. And humility, I read this today and I loved it. I forgot to cite the source, but you can you can Google it. Humility is the quality of being humble and means putting the needs of others before your own and thinking of others before yourself. It also means not drawing attention to yourself. And it can mean acknowledging that you are not always right. Can you imagine that, John? You read are that not, again, what, what? honey. Read that again. That caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. You are not always You are right. not always right. You, I think it's saying. Yeah, it's saying you. <laughs> so, anyway. So, in other words, preferring the other party or, you know, holding your peace when you want to say something. Because we know that when we say something, even though it might be the right thing, it might be the wrong time. Yeah. Or it might be with the wrong motive. Right. You know, um, if our motive is to prove how right we are, or if our motive is to show how much we know, then we're in the wrong. Absolutely. Whether we're factually right or not, we're in the wrong. And so God evaluates the motives of our heart. So we must evaluate the motive of our hearts. Because when we realize that we're doing these things or, or we're putting in advice, we need to check that with the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, is this something you would have me mm -hmm. to say? That's right. Now, one of the greatest women that I know of, Susan Means, um, she always says this before she prays. She said, Holy Spirit, do you want me to say this? And, you know, learning by her example, I think it's really important that we wait and we listen for the Holy Spirit's uh, unction or his prompting yeah. to to do that. If it's a word that needs to be said or, you know, a deed that needs to be done, we need to be walking with him, not ahead, not behind, but just with him. Um, so in no way does humility overstep or overshadow. Humility submits Mm. one to another and we don't like that word in our culture we don't like to submit to authority no, we, don't. we don't like to submit to one another we want to prove that our way of thinking is right and you know what a sad uh, example of the things that we see even on social media people who are christians maybe going back and forth arguing their point of view over whatever i mean obviously politics but it could be anything, you know, but, but how sad of a demonstration is that, that I don't care if it costs me my relationship, I'm yeah. going to be right. I know yeah. I'm right. And I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to show that. And, and that is not godly. That's not a good example, you know, of, it's true. of what being a Christian is. And so when we relate that 
to witnessing, when we relate that to our communication as we're going about our daily walk, um, we have to present a uh, an approachable spirit. Mm-hmm. We have to present, you know, a uh, an inviting presence. Or we can't effectively minister if we're putting off this vibe that's pushing people away or this prideful arrogance, you know, that's saying, I've been somewhere with God. I know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I've read the book from cover to cover and you're not going to tell me anything. And even though we wouldn't verbally say that, our attitude says it for us. And um, I think, you know, in the hour that we live in, it's becoming more crucial that we submit ourselves one to another in love and we allow the Holy Spirit to draw people to us. Because if we're repelling them, we're definitely not going to win anybody for Christ. We're not going to be able to go out and be walking witnesses or do anything for his kingdom that's going to build it or grow it. Because one thing I love about our church is that everybody that comes through the doors, they feel like family immediately. I have talked to many of the people that are new at our church, and they say, we feel so loved. This feels like home. Yeah. And and we, as as the church, when we're out and amongst people, we have to, to relate to them in the same manner, in that same loving spirit and loving mm-hmm. attitude. Um, 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5. 5 through 7. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed, clothed with humility. Amen. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. I know I need that grace. I need that grace. You know, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time in due time again if we are out of step with god's timing and we're trying to exalt ourselves, we are going to fall god will exalt us in due time when we first humble ourselves it says casting all your care upon him for he cares for you to me that um let's see i had another scripture Anyways, maybe it'll come up. Um, anyways, I, I lost that. But anyway, <laughs> um, when we are uh, casting all our cares upon him, that means it takes the weight off of us that we're carrying these burdens. And, and when we put them where they go, it releases us from that carrying that That's weight. Right. And when we do that, we can have rest. We can have peace. You know, anything that's messing with our peace of mind, it is not of God. God does not want us to be in turmoil. He doesn't want us to walk around in fear, a fear of losing control over our loved ones, fear of losing control over situations. The best thing that could ever happen is that we would lose our control. The best thing that ever (laughs) happens is that we would lose our control. Self-control, one of the fruits of the Spirit, does not mean I'm controlling my, you know, everything that goes on. No, it means I'm bringing my body under subjection mm. to the Spirit of the living God. I am submitting myself 
um, under him and his authority. That's, That's right. what self-control is. I'm able to hold back when when all hell is breaking loose in the world around me, when chaos is everywhere, when unrest is everywhere. I am able to say, oh God, I surrender my control to you. Yeah. Um, you did know, you have something? Yeah, I did. I wanted to say, um, and I, I, I wanted to say it a few minutes ago, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Sure. Um, sometimes in relationship to witnessing to people, you know, it is it is absolutely the most crucial part of witnessing to hear and to submit and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, matter of fact, I've I know you know sometimes in our own zealous approach, those of us that you know have been doing walking witness for a long time, mm-hmm. um, often we find ourselves having to stop ourselves because unless the Holy Spirit quickens you that that's the person, this is what you're going to say, this is when you're going to say it, this is how it's going to be said, you surrender in the moment, then then what happens is you actually are working in that in your flesh. And uh, I I was looking at our our books, as you can see, um, this color up here, kind of, you know, this first color, the sin and darkness, which is on our bracelets as well. um, If you're not following the the leading of the Holy Spirit, then when you're, when this first color or first topic uh, is being communicated, then it's being communicated from a position of the natural and a position of your flesh. So, so then what happens is we take on, not on purpose and not out of anger or bitterness, but we take on uh, uh, more of a judgmental approach with somebody um, because we're not moving in the Holy Spirit, we're not being led by the Holy Spirit, and we're not, or the voice of the Holy Spirit is not speaking through us. So it's as crucial, and, and you got, you know, you, those of you that know me, I mean, it's very rare that people really catch this, but sometimes um, when you're tuned into the Holy Spirit and you're really in a humbled posture before God, He's not going to quicken you to, to, to try to win that person. No. Sometimes He's actually going to keep you from winning that person. You're thinking, Wait a minute. Doesn't God want to win everybody? Of course he does. But but there's no fruit in wrong timing. You can't go out and plant a, a tomato seed in October or November hoping that through the winter you're going to produce tomato plants. Right. You're going to plant so, the right time. So, so, so really the, the humbled posture you're talking about tied to witnessing really is it's the, it's the game changer. It's really the game. It's knowing what to say. I love when Pastor Clay, you remember it was a few, maybe a month ago when he was preaching and he was talking about the timing Mm -hmm. of what we say, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's, there's no way for us to do the right, to, to be in the right timing unless we're in the Holy Spirit. Right. Because when, as soon as we see even our kids or somebody going down this road, that there's going to be some kind of problem. Mm -hmm. We want to jump in before we ever ask the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But in that, God's allowing that to take place so that God alone can rescue them Mm -hmm. in the right amount of time, the right time so that he would receive the glory, which then ultimately draws them to him. So, so I just wanted to say, you know, in regard to witnessing our humbled posture and waiting for the voice of the Holy Spirit is, is totally a game changer. We have to wait on the Holy Spirit. Right. So that that's the prayer. Like we walk into Walmart and we say, Holy Spirit, lead us, point somebody to us. Mm-hmm. You know, is there somebody? And sometimes you're looking around wondering, where's that person? Where's that person? And mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you, there's no one. So guess what you do? 
You just realize that in that moment, God's not wanting to use you to reach somebody, and it's okay. Just yeah. remain humbled and go on out. And it's funny how many times we've done that. And then as we're out and we get in our truck and we go to a light or we go somewhere else, all of a sudden there's somebody where God wanted us to meet, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted yeah. to touch on that part of it. And, you know, the Bible instructs us to be anxious for nothing. And sometimes our minds are so busy with the things that we are anxious about that we miss the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't hear him. We don't hear him because our mind is so full of other things and things that we should have cast upon him. We're carrying. We've now owned that baggage and we're walking in that. And therefore, the people that we really need to be reaching out to, we've got tunnel vision and we're worried about whatever it is on our mind and our family. And I used to say, my four and no more. And, and not that you intentionally do that. Not that we as people intentionally do that. But, you know, the people that's close to you, you, you do kind of, you worry about them and you think about them and you're, you know, always praying for them. But if we're always focused inwardly and in what pertains to us, then we'll never see the, the people that are needing us that are, yeah. you know, they need a savior. And so, we always say this, if we plant seed into somebody else's life, into somebody else's children, then we're going to reap a, a harvest Absolutely. in our own family. And so it's not our job to take care of ourselves. The Bible says, take no thought for that. Yeah. But he will take care of us when we seek him first. And so, well, actually, when we seek the kingdom and the kingdom work is saving mm -hmm. the lost. The That's kingdom right. work is is multiplying the body of Christ. Absolutely. And so when we do that, God takes care whatever is pertaining to us. We have promises that we stand on. And, you know, um, so I'm encouraging us, you know, to humble ourselves again. Absolutely. Because, you know... We don't intentionally walk around or, you know, people that's heart is right before God. We don't intentionally walk around with this big, huge pride saying, I don't need you, God. I don't need you, God. But slowly and surely, we demonstrate that. Yeah. That we can handle it. And when we can handle it, God is saying, go ahead. Well, just go think ahead. about, I was going to say, think about this. Which one is, which one offers more strength? Humbled in Christ or or uh, prideful in the flesh. Which one's going to bring about more power? Right. You know, Look, can I read a couple of these? Please. So Sister Angela, she wrote, God's timing plus our listening prompts seed, watering, and harvest moments. That is so powerful, and that's right on the money. Yes. Uh, Jody said, got to wait until you see the shaking in the mulberry bush. Listen, listen. if you haven't gone, go to, uh, did you listen to that? I did. That was awesome. Go to Jody Cordon's uh, Facebook page and listen to her. I think it was yesterday she last did that. Night. Last uh -huh. night. She's got a mess of word there about the shaking in the mulberry bush. I'm telling you guys, good. it is good. You need to listen to that. And then Jody says, of course, it is a sure word for the body of Christ. That that really yeah. is it. I, I think so often, even, well, let me ask you this. What about our hunt or our endeavors to know everything about scripture and know we want it, we, we were chasing after wanting to be this, this model Christian, mm -hmm. but I find that sometimes in that pride sets in because the mission to know or for knowledge is greater than um, the deeper relationship, you know. So what would you say about that? I mean, where's the balance in in uh, being sure and confident in what we're doing mm -hmm. and yet being humbled and, 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 you know, waiting, if you will, for the Holy Spirit? Where's that balance? I mean, how do we how do we run but stop and wait? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's a different yeah. it's a different season we're in. 
Well, our much learning is for us, okay? It's for us to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. But when we're out and about and we're dealing with people, it's not so we can share with them how much we know. It's so that we can demonstrate what we know yeah, in no. love That's and right. the character of Christ. You know, he created us in his image and in his likeness. His likeness, his character, we should be taking on that. And when we do that, we don't have to prove what we know. That's Proverbs right. said, a fool is known by his much speaking. By his much speaking. Ooh. If you've always got something to say. I talk a lot. If you're interrupting my broadcast, <laughs> um, you know, you don't you don't have to because the Holy Spirit will speak for himself yeah. in power, in demonstration, Ooh, yeah. not just in word. He will speak for himself. And, you know, I, I've said this, I don't know how many times on here, you know, people are not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And so when we make people feel loved, when we make people feel appreciated and wanted yeah. and important, that speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. And I would rather have that demonstration of what I have put in me of the Word and how much I've digested of His character and His nature so that it can flow mm -hmm. out when it's needed. When it is needed, it mm -hmm. will flow out. Bible also says to not take any thought for what you're going to say when you come before people that the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. So again, this meat that we're eating, it's not so we can throw it up on somebody's face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's so, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, seriously, have you ever talked to somebody that's just blah, 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 blah. No, it's so that we can demonstrate the nature mm, and the character of that's Christ. That's so true. It's not, it's not so, you know, people can say, well, look at you or look at me or whatever. It's so that God's love will be demonstrated. That's so Paul, true. I mean, he wrote most of the Bible in the in the New Testament, Paul did, to the churches. And, you know, he was saying that all of the knowledge that he had gained, now he had been somewhere. He'd been on both sides Boy. of this thing. He knew the law inside and out. He was bound to carry that out. But when he had that Damascus Road experience, he saw Jesus face to face, and he and he had an understanding of both sides of this thing. And he knew how to reach people where they are, yet he spoke these words. He said, mm -hmm. um, you know, everything that I've gained, I count it all yeah. as loss, that I may know Christ. That's right. Not only in the good times, but in his sufferings too. He wanted to know him through and through. And if anyone had a right to have any pride or any, you know, look what I've accomplished in my life, it would have been him. Yet he said, this is nothing to me. It is nothing to yeah. me. I must do the will of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so him being one of our examples, um, Jesus said in Matthew 11 and 29, Matthew 11 and 29, Take my yoke up on you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly mm -hmm. in heart. Wow. And you shall find rest, rest mm -hmm. for your souls. How long has it been since your soul has been at rest? How long has it been since you've That's been able to reach. lay your head on your pillow at night and sleep soundly all through the night with not one turmoil with not one thing interrupting your rest when has your emotions been at rest where you're not anxious about things and when when uh, good, things come through these ears they don't 
they don't mess you up. You know, how long has it been since you've rested in Christ? Yeah. The Bible says that now we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, in him. We are in him. That's right. But sometimes we choose to pull out, you know, and he's saying, if you will just let me handle it. That scripture says, um, um, be still. And it keeps coming to me tonight. Be still and know. Yeah. Just be still. That's a, what he's saying there is sit back in the recliner, mm. lean your chair back, put your feet up. Just know, just Gosh, be still, that sounds amazing. just be still and know. Meaning that if we do that, we will know. Yes. If we, if we, we find ourselves mm. in this, this place of humbled confidence, it's like, you know, I think the world around us right now, especially during coronavirus, during mm -hmm. this whole political unrest, every every aspect that's going on in the U.S. especially, um, the one message that's going to be a silent message that the world around us is going to be, uh, the Bible says, compel them to come, mm -hmm. you know, that they're going to want to know why we're sure is when they see us in, in a position of humility, yet confident that we right. know, that we know that we know that we know that in the end, we've already won the battle, won the victory. There's already great things coming our way that no matter what, we're blessed going in, coming out, um, you know, that he is the everything to us. And so when the world's looking at everything going, uh, you know, a mess, you know, everything's a mess. Right. They look at the, the church, the body of believers, and they say, why are they so calm and so sure and mm. so certain and so at peace? Right. It's because we, we, we wait we are still, and we know that God is who he says he is. Right. Right? Right. So that position of humility, um, I think it's everything to us. And that, honestly, John, what you just said, and I have it written down. You could actually read it. Um, you know, everything that is bombarding the world, let's say that the unbeliever or the people that are uncertain about what they do believe in, you know, the chaos, all that's going to run its course. Yeah. And here we are as the children of God. He's about to reveal the children of God. That's and crazy. when they see this, it will stir them on to jealousy. They're going to want to know, yeah. you know, that's our end. That's our end. When we are demonstrating the, the characteristics of God, yeah. that's that inviting presence. So I'm not going to reread that. But when we learn to submit ourselves to him, to his will, to his ways, to his timing, to his mm. wisdom, then we will find rest in our souls. And I want to read this um, to you. I've, I've got a couple of papers and notes, so anyway. Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Uh, Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Like I said, we're wearing ourselves out trying to figure out things in our own intellect yeah. when God is saying, do not lean on what you know or what you think you know. Yeah. Lean on who you know. And, you know, again, it's only by him that we could do anything anyway. Yeah. We're nothing in our own strength. So we have to humble ourselves and we have to 
submit ourselves one to another, even when we would rather everybody know that we're right. It's, that's, not the, that's not the goal here. The goal no. is to win a soul for Jesus. And when we're demonstrating anything other than peace and love and joy and self-control and kindness and gentleness and meekness, you know, they're not going to be looking at us. They're going to be pushed away from us. It's true. So, Very true. So anyway, that's that's good all word. I have about humility. and that's, um, that's a good word. Not to make you feel prideful. But that's a good word. So, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the fifth chapter of Matthew, the, the first uh, beatitude that um, is written there, says, Blessed are they that are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Now, think about that. Blessed are they that are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's saying, Blessed are they that remain in a position of desperate humility mm -hmm. for, the, for God to do what God does. Mm -hmm. As long as we remain in that place of humility, right. then the kingdom of God comes. And Jesus uh, demonstrated that so perfectly well. You know, the Bible says, as a lamb, he was led to the slaughter, and he did not open his mouth. Think about mm -hmm. that. If anybody had the right to say, I am the king of kings. Yeah. If anybody had the right to say, I'm the great high priest, it would have been Jesus but yet he did not open up his mouth. He knew who he was. Amen. And he demonstrated who he was to others. That's he didn't right. have to speak a word. The demonstration said it all. He was who he said he was. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it is finished. And when, when, when those words were said, you know, they, surely this was the Son of God. Amen. Surely he was the Son of God. So... He didn't have to say it, but his life showed it. And that's humility. And that's where we need to be. God Good help word, us man. to be. Thank you for joining us today. We would love to stay connected. Visit us at walkingwitness.org, our Facebook page at Walking Witness, or find us on Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And together, let's become the movement.